Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Your Personal Finance with uh, Dr. Charles Ross. Hope everything is going well with you, that you're sheltering in place during this uh, pandemic. This will be one for the centuries, uh, so I hope you're taking care of you and your loved ones. Well, I have an interesting show for you today. Uh, My guest today is going to be Ken Williams, and I think he's going to be joined by his uh, wife, Dia Thomas. But Ken, is uh, he was born in Decatur, he's, uh, went to the University of West Georgia, which is like the like a baby U- UGA, as they call it. <laughs> uh, but he's a great guy. He's written a book, young guy. He's written a book, and he's, uh, the name of his book is called The Universal Guide to Playing Golf. We're going to be talking about that, but also some things as it, of course, it pertains to personal finance. So I just want you to welcome Ken Williams to the show. Uh, good afternoon, Ken. How are you doing on this Friday? You doing okay? I'm doing just fine. And yes, I do have my fiance here with me. Shout okay, out to fiance. Well. Okay, I, I upgraded her. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here with you guys. Thank you for having us on. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A husband and wife team, uh, a soon to be wife team. That's great. Uh, so you were, you have wanted to Canada. You live now where? You live in uh, Orlando, right? That is correct. Okay, and you know, um, and and I know that the book is sort of like well, you know, when I talk to people who are doing other things outside of the, you know, say say for example, writing a book, uh, they call it like oh, I'll give you an example. Say so for me, I'm in education, but education is my 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 side hustle. <laughs> my full time <laughs> hustle is real estate and financial services. So. Uh, do you characterize yourself like that too, or how do you see yourself in terms of as a, as an individual? Absolutely. So, uh, my primary uh, job right now is I am a I'm in IT. I actually work on the back end systems of um, financial aid processing at a post secondary institution. And baby, you want to tell me what you do? Yeah, I'm actually uh, an academic advisor at the same institution. Oh, okay. All so, right. Well, yeah, great. Yeah. So, so this, uh, this, uh, so do you look at those as your, as your, uh, uh, your jobs, your full-time jobs as a side hustle, and you have a, a main goal, you know, that you're trying to achieve to, to move into something else? Absolutely. So, uh, for us, those are our primary jobs. But I also make additional income uh, playing golf, and also, like you saw uh, earlier, writing a book. And both uh, Shadi and I, we also run thousands of dollars uh, through our e-commerce business, and right now we're growing that. So it will eventually, over time, replace our full-time income so we can be full-time business owners and uh, mentors and coaches to other people who want to get into e-commerce business. Well, that's interesting. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, I had another gentleman who was on that I interviewed this week. This must be the week of interviewing young, 
you know, uh, I guess with your Generation C, I guess you're not millennials, but you're, still you're millennials. Still, I'm, we still there. Okay, <laughs> oh, I haven't been able to keep up with that. I heard Generation. I know I'm a baby boomer. I know that. So, but I've been interviewing these millennials. This gentleman was 29 years of age, and he has an e-commerce site. You know, but anyway, so I'm, you know, I I, I enjoy giving uh, voice to those individuals who are, you know, trying to trying to do something you know, with their lives. And it just gives me a lot of hope to know that young folks like yourself and your fiance are doing things to, to move move the uh, narrative in a different direction than what we see in the me- in the media. So let's talk about your golf now. Now, you know, when I did a little free interview with you, I didn't know that you, you make money from playing golf. Is that right? That is correct. So, so, so uh, explain oh, to me how, how, how that works. I mean, well, you know, well, first, let's talk about, let's talk, let me put a little a bookmark in that. But let's go back to how you got to the point where you can make money playing golf. So let's talk about how did you learn to play and how that, how that story ended up. Absolutely. So uh, my dad was actually the initiator of getting me into the game of golf. We, uh, we connected with other sports. I mean, I was, he was very good in basically everything. Anything that required hand-eye coordination, my father was amazing at it. But um, we got started with golf, and we both looked at each other like, this is very hard. And it was actually very humbling for both of us to kind of play. But um, we stuck with it. We actually bonded and uh, got even more connected as father and son. Uh, so we started there. I was still playing other sports, so golf was on the back burner for me. I was still playing basketball. Um, and I was kind of a late developer, even though I was introduced to game, introduced to the game of golf very early. Um, I played in high school. I played okay for what I had, but I didn't really start taking it serious and saw that there was potential income opportunities after I graduated college, blew my knee out from playing basketball, and decided, okay, I want to take golf serious. Um, after I actually had adequate clubs that fit me, I started to play in some amateur tournaments. And in those amateur tournaments, I was very successful. It really didn't require me to shoot phenomenal scores like what you see on TV, but I was still winning gift cards and money here and there. Not enough to be a professional, but just enough to keep me with an amateur status. So I decided after listening to the guidance of my coach, hey, he said, if you move to Florida and you can go play well down there, golf is basically is a haven um, in Florida and you can take advantage of teaching, playing in tournaments, playing in money games, um, doing a, a numerous things to make money in golf and that's exactly what I did. Oh, wow. So you got good enough. Right? So would you consider yourself uh, what, semi-pro? I will, I, will, pro? I will call myself a tweener. Um, anytime I want to play in a professional event, I do have to declare myself a professional. But I'm just not playing enough to where I can say, no, I'm a pro. I'm making a living out playing golf. What I do is I'll play a high-stakes money games for the time being. And I just walked away from some of these events winning thousands of dollars sometimes. Um, or sometimes it be, might be very nominal. I might just win 100 bucks. So I haven't got to the point where I say, no, I make my complete living off golf. I just wanted to have, and this is something I saw in the industry, I wanted to have numerous income streams before I finally declare myself a full-time professional golfer. Now, that's, that's what's up. You know, having multiple streams of income is so important. My wife and I with, uh, you know, uh, of course, our side hustle, which is our jobs, <laughs> and then, of course, the two <laughs> Uh, real estate and the financial services, and you, you find most you know successful people have multiple streams of income. So you guys are on the right track because you never know you know which stream is going to dry up. You know, so if you got two or three or four, then you know one dries up. Hey, I got this other thing I can put some attention to. So that's a that's a great thing. How did you find out about the you know the the money you could make on the golf i mean did someone mentor you or you just kind of started talking to people so how did you find out that hey i can make some money you know i'm seeing I, what i heard you say if i if i'm if i'm correct you said that you you teach golf but you also playing tournaments where i guess you know you enter the tournament and if you win a certain standard you get some money for doing that so how did you find out about that because that's a unique thing i didn't know uh, uh that existed Absolutely. So I want to make sure I give a huge shout out to my coach. Um, I call him uh, my uncle at times, 
uh, Oswald Browning. He's actually a golf coach in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I met him, funny enough story, I met him after I graduated college and I was just getting started into my professional career with academic recruiting. And um, I met him and he just kind of uh, pointed me out. He said, hey, what are you doing? And I was just hitting some golf balls in a local golfsmith. And what happened was we sat down, we talked. He didn't even want to teach me per se. He just wanted to have a conversation and really see what my headspace was. He said, I obviously can look at your swing and notice that you have a, a, a solid game. But what that really formed up was just a genuine friendship. And I got it. We exchanged numbers. And from then on, we just engaged in conversations. And he really changed my perspective on how I could make this game and at the time make this game as a black man profitable profitable and fun uh, so he gave me some different insight and eventually after a conversation for a year or two he said hey he's the one who told me hey why don't you try to move to Florida and if you can make it down there basically you can make it anywhere so why 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 is Florida such a, a hotbed for, for golf is it the weather absolutely so we pretty much have year-round uh, golf weather uh, in Atlanta you know, um, and I know by you being a resident there, you know you have those three to four months where you don't even want to go outside. Uh, so it really takes a big hit on the golf industry in Atlanta, which I was experiencing. There were months where I had to just put the golf clubs away. But down in Florida, you have guys who are playing year-round and are constantly up in their games. Most of the PGA Tour pros and other uh, pros from other tours live in South Florida, Southwest Florida, so I said, hey, maybe I need to find my way down there as well. And I've, I've, I've played with other tour pros down here, um, and that seems to be the consistent um, pattern of success. That's awesome. I have, I have to share that with uh, with my uh, uh, nephew. He has a daughter, which is, my, I guess, my great niece, who, you know, she's 14, and she's playing golf. She'll be in high school next year, and I'm assuming she's going to play golf there. But I will share that insight, you know, how you can make money. Because also they have scholar, they also have scholarships for uh, golf. Uh, a lot of folks don't know about that. It's not one of the big, you know, uh, sports and, and, and collegiate sports that gets a lot of attention. But obviously, you know, I think Tiger Woods played at Stanford in uh, in uh, 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 golf in, uh, in in college, and then eventually turned pro when. You know he was doing doing very well. Well, that's interesting. So now you're playing on playing golf, earning some extra money doing that. Um, how do you find time for all this? Because obviously you've got a regular job, you've got this e-commerce mm-hmm. business going on. So how do you find time for all that? I mean, how do you just manage all that process? So for my lady and I, we've been um, I won't say given the privilege. We've actually worked really hard to have the capacity to perform all of our work functions remotely so that it gives us more control over our time and where we spend it so that we can do the things that we actually want to do. So our full-time jobs require eight hours of working time, but it doesn't really matter when we work as long as we work so that we can reconstructure, hey, I want to spend time this uh, time uh, working out, or I want to spend this time, let's help our other partners in business um, uh, with our e-commerce business, I want to. I might say, "Hey, Shadi, I'm gonna go hit some golf balls, go practice a little bit." Might answer us some emails at a local Foxtail, which is a coffee shop down here in Orlando. But it, it gives us it gives us more ability to adequately choose what we want to work and how we want to work. So let's talk about your book. So you know, um, the Universal Guide to Playing Golf and. The way it's built is that, uh, you know, you say the biggest misconception in golf is that the more you practice, the better you get. However, in this book you're talking about, it's a more of a mental approach that in the early stages of development, you know, the proper mentality is, is, is overlooked and some kind can, uh, you know, impede progress. Explain what you mean by that. Absolutely. So um, what I have found over the years, and it took me almost 21 years to figure this out. But what I found is that a lot of people take the wrong perspective looking at the game of golf. They look at it as a pass or fail type of thing. Unlike every other game out there, people come into it, like, like for example, basketball. You know you're going to miss some shots. You know you're going to make some bad plays. However, that same expectation is not carried into golf. 
And why is that? Because with golf, all you are shown, all we are shown as a society when it comes to this game is perfection. We only see the pros. We only see great scores. You rarely see the bad shots that typical pros hit. I mean, when we talk about golf performance, the first name that comes to everyone's mind is Tiger Woods, which is in itself, Tiger Woods is an anomaly. That is going to go down as the greatest golfer this planet has ever seen. Although he is a great player, he is not a standard in which we should take our perspective from. You know, he's, he's been playing golf since he literally came out of the womb. But, and that's what people think that they have, those are the standards they think they have to live by when they go try something golf for the first time. And it's causing a lot of frustration with people. And that's not the right perspective. So I wrote this book to, to really give people a chance to simmer down. It's okay. You're going to fail. I wrote some examples in the book where I failed, laughed at myself. So people can say, oh, it's not this elitist, perfectionist type of game. You don't have to have thousands of hours of practice to be good as long as you take the right mental approach to the game. And that's important that you mention that because I heard a quote from uh, Michael uh, Jordan and says, and I'm going to paraphrase it, he said something to the effect that the reason I've been so successful is because I failed a lot. And I'm paraphrasing what he said. Basically, just where, like what you said, you don't see the bad stuff that because everybody. I mean, Tiger Woods probably doesn't, you know. Well, maybe Tiger Woods does, but some, <laughs> but some of the, But well, he had he had a spate of time where he wasn't doing much anything on a tour, on a tour circuit. Matter of fact, he stopped. He got some injuries and stuff like that, and he wasn't even placing. But that never affected his, I'm sure, personal uh, you know, self-esteem because he knew, hey, I'm going to get there because I'm going to keep working at it because obviously there were some things going on with his body or his mind, whatever the, ha- whatever the case may be. So you make a good point that, and that goes back in business too, that you very rarely find a business owner, and I've been interviewed uh, you know, a bunch of them in my career, not only with this show, but in the past, I've, I've interviewed a bunch of business owners, and one thing they'll tell you is that they failed. But what they look at their failures, they don't look at it as a failure, but as a teaching moment. Because they always say, okay, what did I learn from that? Okay? You know, if I started a business and it didn't work out, I say, okay, why didn't it work out? And, uh, you know, and so a lot of business owners, once they finally do make it, then oftentimes they're viewed as being arrogant, uh, which I think is not accurate for a lot of them. Uh, it's more about because arrogant means that you think you're better than people. No, they just have a lot of confidence because they failed at so many things. And when they did make it, they said, "Well, I know what I'm doing now," and they have very confident in what they're doing. So that's a really interesting approach, uh, you know, that uh, that you have to to writing something on on golf. Um, so, what's your plans on the golfing side? So, are you gonna are you eventually gonna turn pro because you got these other businesses? What are your what is your plan? Because you know, I was talking to another millennial, and uh, he has a clothing line, and he was saying, you know, I said, well, what is your end game? Now, he, I kind of knew because I had talked to him before, and his plan is to have his clothes in Africa, you know, all over Africa. He's from Africa, right? And I okay. said, well, that's good because uh, I'm sure that probably scares you a little bit because they say if you're going to dream, dream big. And, and, I, and the reason I, they say that is that because, you know, I don't know what your, you know, Christian spiritual reality is, but sometimes you got to let God get in there and mess with it a little bit. you got to say, okay, you know, I want to be the best golfer in the world. Well, that's a big dream. Now mm-hmm. it's like, okay, how am I going to do that? And you, so that's such a big dream that it might scare you a little bit because you don't know how you're going to get there, but you knew you're going to keep doing what you're doing and hopefully you do it. So for you, what is your, what is your big plan? for golf is that going to be you know you, you plan on turning pro or, or what are your plans in that area absolutely so uh, I, I what you said um prior about how we feel about god we're big believers in god and okay. um what we what have we been taught by our mentors and coaches and it's something that me and shadia we both live by my our mentors and coaches told us to focus on the why and gotta figure out the what and how uh, what and how and that's how we live. Now, I'm going to tell you what my plans are, but it's subject to change, if that makes sense. So for us, um, or for me in my golf career, what I'm looking forward to this year is really uh, solidifying 
um, us financially. Um, we're looking to eventually get married next year, buy a home, uh, so that when I do want to get back to pro golf, because I'm going to have to go back and redeclare myself as a professional because I was prior. Um, I'm going to start professional golf more than likely in 2022, where I'm actually going to be playing on the circuit a lot more. And then just really living off the business that we built with e-commerce. Um, and then going from there so that because I found that other golfers do rely on sponsorships. They do rely on donations. They do rely on a lot of people. So what I'm going to, what I'm going to do is really learn how to fund myself so I don't have to play tournaments because I know I have to pay people back. That's a terrible mindset to go into a golf tournament, especially if you're trying to perform at your best. Because I don't like playing for money. If you play for money, that means the decisions you make are going to compromise how well you play the game. So if I know that I'm personally out there on my own dime, on my own time, I will go out there with a freedom that says, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be the best and win. And regardless if I win, or I, we don't say the word fail around here, we say win or have an opportunity for growth, the result is going to be fine. So for yeah. us, that's what we have. I'm sorry, did you say something? No, 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 keep going. Go. So for us, that is our plan. That's my plan. And, babe, I don't know if you want to add to that. I mean, honestly, um, and, yeah, I know it's not necessarily, you know, the question is geared towards um, what you want long-term in golf, but it honestly reminded me of just a question about, you know, how do we balance it all? And the biggest thing is, you know, our motivation for our future, because right now we're balancing, you know, our full-time jobs and all of these things, but we really look at it as our long-term goal is to be able to really just use our full-time jobs to fund our dream until we get to the point where we don't have to balance it all. So that's what really keeps us on track and balancing everything because our long-term goal is to sustain these multiple resources of income so that, you know, like Ken said, he can fund himself. And it really gets to the point where we have those sources of income. We have those ongoing income sources um, so that we can enjoy the things that we really want to do and the impact we really want to ultimately make. Absolutely. So, you know, so, and that's great. I, it's good to hear that because what I hear you saying, and like I said, I don't know a whole lot about golf. And I played it one time <laughs> when I was in Mexico on a, on a, on a, a trip I won when I was in banking. And, uh, but anyway, so what I hear you saying that, the, that if, if you turn pro, you're looking at your e-commerce to kind of support that. In other words, that you're, your 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 main you know once once again you'll, you'll you'll be out of quote corporate America or higher education whatever, and you're looking at your e-commerce to fund you so you can play golf, but not necessarily playing for money. But obviously, if you're a pro, you are paying for money because you win, you get some money, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. But you don't want that to be your main focus. You don't want to rely on the your tournament winnings to be able to sustain your life. That's what you, I, that's what I hear wow. you saying. Is am I reading that right? No, that's absolutely right. I've just found that if you do the right things, money and wealth is a byproduct of what you do. And that's, that's even when I play in small money games, if I go out there and just play and I just want to play my best, not really worried about, oh, it's 1000 or $1,500 on the table or in the pot. If I just go out there with a mental attitude, like, hey, I'm going to play my best today. At the end of the day, if I, go, if I, don't, do, if I don't win, I'm going to go home. I'm going to see my, my lady and see my son, and we're going to be fine. And typically, I'll still win money anyway. So it, mm-hmm. it's just by having that correct thought process going into professional tournaments. And, and there's something else you said that was very pivotal. You said that, uh, I think you said your coach told you that you, uh, you focus on the why and then, you know, got to help with the how it gets done. I like that. You know, in other words, you, the why is the passion part. And I was, once again, I was talking to another millennial Earl this week and the same thing. And, you know, and what I hear in you and your fiance's voice is the passion you have for what you're trying to do. That's the why of why you're doing it. Why are you doing the e-commerce? Why are you doing the golf? You know, because then the how is going to come. And I, I think that's a very, very, uh, very key component. And I think a lot of people, when they get into business, they don't choose something that they're passionate about, and then they'll never be successful. And if they do get become successful, 
then they're going to probably regret it and not be very happy with their life. So, you know, you have to say, you know, you know the old, you know, old proverbial, well, what would you do, you know, for a living if you didn't have to get paid? You know what I'm saying? You know, what would right. you do for a living if you didn't have to worry about the money? You know, for me, you know, I enjoy helping people be successful in their financial life. I, and I had a radio show and I was passionate about it. And when that passion went away for a couple of reasons, uh, I had to move into something else. But now my passion has be, been re-energized because of this pandemic. And it's been on my mind to you know, recreate the, uh, the, quote, empire I had before. And so I hear that same passion in you guys for the why of why you're doing this and leaving a legacy for your for your for your child and that and that kind of thing. So the book is released uh, was it released what a couple of days ago, right? Is that correct? It was actually released. It was released this past Saturday on Father's Day. Okay, Sunday on Father's Day. Sorry. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, who is this book meant for? So let's is this meant for only golfers? Or can anybody else who just wants some inspiration read the book? I mean, I, you know, is this book mainly for golfers, you think? You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I w- was presented with the idea for the book to be a beginner's guide to how to get introduced properly to the game of golf. And in the middle of writing it, I found myself almost talking to myself as I'm writing the book. And I said, this book can be for basically any level of golfer. Um, I've had my friends who are really good at man's level, uh, pros, get back with me and say, hey, kid, I was in a slump with my game, and this is the book that I needed to see. And that, that's coming from guys who are, you know, have the skills and capacity to go play on the tour right now. So mm-hmm. even though I, I initially my thought process was to write the book for beginners, I, I'm coming to the conclusion that it's really meant for everyone because I'm talking a lot about the mental, proper mental approach to the game of golf. Mm, okay, that sounds interesting. So, uh, you know, I'm a finance guy. I like money, you know, uh, because money is a tool to help you achieve your financial go- your, your goals in life. So, you know, as, as a, I know you're not at the Tiger Woods kind of tournament level. What kind of money is out there that a pro could make? on an annual basis if they're I mean they don't have to be a Tiger Woods or any up in there but what kind of you know money is available you know to for a, a person that is you know of your stature or maybe even a little bit higher than that what kind of money could they make you know a dog absolutely a absolutely so I, I want to give a shout out here to the Advocates Pro Golf Tour it's a uh, it's a golf tour that uh, really focuses on the growth and development of minority golfers. They just had a tournament at, in Atlanta at TPC Sugarloaf, and the first place prize winner, um, I'm not sure how much he won, but I've known in the past, especially with the entry fee, first place prize had to be between $8,000 and $12,000 first place. Um, for the tours that you know I, I'm looking to go into, that's the type of money that's available out there for first. Uh, second might have gotten maybe half the purse, maybe five thousand, and third might have came with twelve hundred, thirteen hundred, and they might have been a small pot for four, six, six, or seven, with maybe seven hundred dollars, which was the entry fee. Okay, so you're saying so? What's the entry fee to get into these tournaments? How much is? So with the Advocates Pro Golf Tour, which is a tour that I I constantly promote for up and coming golfers. Um, after you register for the membership fee, uh, that, that, that fee is skates fee for this year. But for a non-member, um, the, the rate for that tournament was $700. And I believe the member, the member fee was only $300. Don't quote me on that. If you have Google next to you, you can always research it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you might, for the entry to a typical tournament might be, you're saying about 700 bucks for you to get in. Yeah, at that level, at that level, yes. Okay, and so and you have the potential, and and, and like I said, you're not holding me to. You have the potential to make as much as anywhere from twelve hundred dollars to up as high as eight thousand um, dollars. You know, if you uh, take first place and stuff. How many golfers are normally at these tournaments? How many, how many uh, golfers are normally enter some of these? One hundred fifty, ten? No, I think the Advocates Pro Golf Tour the last. Uh, tournament. I think there was a total of maybe forty golfers. 40? Okay. All right. Okay. 
So that's not a whole lot of people, you know, but it's a sizable amount, you know. Um, okay, uh, that makes sense. I'm doing the math in my head. All right. <laughs> no worries. You know, they got some huh? Yeah, I'm just doing the math no. in my head how much, because, uh, uh, and of course they get sponsors and stuff like that, and, you know, obviously. Okay, that's not a bad deal. Okay, all right. I, I definitely got to share that with my, my nephew so he can, you know, plug his daughter into that, because I'm assuming there's stuff for, for you know, uh, for for kids 14, 15 years of age, or, you know, because that's, that's the age she is, you know, and doing that, you know. So, oh, yeah, okay. How many tournaments uh, would you play uh, in a year? One a month? one a week or would you plan on playing i guess so uh with the uh, with the advocates pro golf tour because uh, they have about maybe eight or nine events a year um sometimes they're two in a month sometimes they skip a month um if i was on a full schedule like i was back in 2017 2016 excuse me i would play in one ma- major event where first place was between 10 and 12,000. And then I would play in a lot of other local events every other week, which were first place might have been $1,000, just to kind of keep my game sharp for the big-time uh, tournaments. So all in all, 3, 12, maybe between 30 to 32 events a year if I was on a full-time schedule, still working a full-time job. Okay. Wow, that's a lot. That's almost one every other week. That's about one every other week, pretty much, you know. So, but I yeah. guess that's, that makes sense because, you know, you're practicing and you got to practice uh, so you can play. And, you know, it's just like anything else. You want to get in the game with real game-like situations so, you know, you can keep yourself stuff sharp. Okay, all right, well, good. Well, so it's easy that a, a person like yourself who's at your level, uh, similar level, could make six figures if they're pretty good playing golf then Correct. I would think. Correct. And and I think Correct. that, you know, um if you if you pull in some sponsors and things like that, then, you know, that would be of uh of value as well. You know, so, you know, and I don't know how those run where you you know, whether it's Nike or Adidas or or Bill's lawn service, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> No, where, I pull from them all, trust me. I do oh so you have sponsors then? Yeah, when I was when I was doing this, uh, going at it really hard from the years 2014, 2015, 2016, um, and that's when I before I kind of got burnt out financially. I was taking in donors as uh, donors with as little as twenty dollars at times, just to mm. give me gas money to get to some of these events. Um, it was a it was a real grind at times and. Uh, I think that's where a lot of players, they get burned out. You spend maybe two or three weeks on the hustle and bustle just trying to raise the funds to go compete. And then when you get to the tournament, it's almost like it's a sigh of relief, but then you also have to amp yourself back up because you need to go win this money. Um, right. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of players just get burned out. So, uh, And I think that's why I had a, a vision of, okay, I need to do things differently so I can compete at my full potential. Okay, and uh, is your book available on uh, your book is available on Amazon.com? Is there other places? You have your own website where they could find the book. Do you want to share that information before we transition into this e-commerce discussion? Absolutely. So right now the book is available uh, on Amazon um, right now only. Um, you can also get a link through my Instagram at kwillgolf. Um, the paperback book is going to come out in about another three days. Uh, we're just finishing up some final edits, but that will also be available on Amazon uh, for the price of $8.24 in honor of the late Kobe Bryant. All right. All right. Okay. Awesome. 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 I, you know, Amazon is like crack to me, you know, and, <laughs> and the reason that is, is because I love books. And uh, and I love to read, and you know I'm you know in the last three months I probably have bit bought with this all shelter in place. You know I have some, you know I try to manage or section out or carve out um, not at least an hour or so a, a day to read, and I probably have bought, and I don't want my wife to hear this about thirty books, okay. Your your secret <laughs> safe with that. <laughs> right. So, but but the thing about it is that you know, and I have over a thousand books, and wow. you know, people always ask me, "Have you read all those books?" And I'll say, "Well, let me ask you a question: 
you remember when they had albums or CDs, you know, which they still do have? I said, yeah. I said, so if you bought an album by, let's say, you know, Prince, did you listen or do you like every song that's on that album? No. Same thing with me. I have books where I might, and I'm only, I only buy nonfiction books that are going to inform me, give me some knowledge, tell me how to do something, whatever. And a lot of times I'll just read certain chapters in the book because I'm looking for certain kinds of information. And other times I'll read the whole book. So that's right. kind of, you know, my, my excuse and I'm sticking to it, you know, for a thousand books. <laughs> and then, you know. <laughs> uh, so let's transition now into the e-commerce thing. You know, I don't know if you want to bring your fiance in on this, you know, but, uh, oh, She's so, a money so maker. I'm absolutely going to bring her into this. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, all right, all right. So the e-commerce thing. What, what, tell us what that's about. What's, what's the name of the website, first of all? So our e-commerce platform is the Amway Corporation, uh, uh, fueled by the educational opportunity with LTD, and uh, we use this opportunity because it allowed us to make money in the distribution process, not with the sole profit or sole purpose of selling goods and services to people. Um, I think with where we are in the times, I think we as a community need to learn how to leverage or make money in the distribution process, not just opening up, how should I say this, not just opening up services and, and soft goods for one-time transaction. Because mm -hmm. what we okay. found is, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just listening. Um, did, you want, did you want to ask? Okay. So because I think a buddy of mine, and he's a, he's a small business owner. He, uh, he also is into uh, soft goods. And I asked him, he just told me the other month that he sold out of all of his products. And I was like, wow, man, that's incredible. What was your profit on that? And he was like, man, I only came up about 4000 I was like, so you sold all of your inventory and your, your max profit was $4,000. And uh, he said, yeah, so it's like, now you got to go do it all over again, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, most of that profit's going to have to go be reinvested into your business. He was like, yeah, I know. And I, was, I asked him, like, bro, are you cool with doing that for the next 20, 30 years before you can kind of sit back and have a system that's autonomous and that will work for you and, uh, uh, on a daily basis? And he was like, I don't know. Because this is what we find a lot of people have a struggle with. They open up their own business, and like you said before, um, a lot of people aren't built to deal with those first-year, second-year, third-year frustrations. So that's what we appreciate about our e-commerce in general because it is the new, it's going to be the wave of the future. We found a way to leverage and make money in the distribution line, not just selling any individual product or service. So if, if I heard you right, you say, so you're connected with the Amway Corporation. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And so they provide you with a, a website, you know, where you can sell the goods and services that Amway provides? Is that, that, yeah, that how uh, that well, works? we don't okay. actually – yeah, so they provide us with a site. It's already set up. And honestly, what we do is it's the same thing with Amazon. Uh, we go on to Amazon at time where we don't do it anymore. We used to. But we'll go on to the Amway site. We'll buy the things that we would get anyway at any other store. And we do it every month. And we we get revenue from that because we share it in the we are now in the middle of that line of distribution. So instead of allocating our funds to where we were going for our daily essential products, Walmart, Target, you know, you name it, we take directly through our website, we consume the goods that we're gonna get anyway, and in return we get a profit from everything that we buy. Um, and that's it. Uh, so we do that compounded on a yearly basis. We make enough money to now file it as a legitimate business, um, def uh, a legitimate business by definition of the IRS, and now we can use any expenses that we would have had throughout the year as a tax write-off. Yeah, and to add to that, honestly, I, I definitely want to make sure that we also highlight the mentorship organization that we're, we couple with that, um, which is LTD, um, stands for Leadership Team Development, because anybody really can go in and, you know, register to be an Amway independent business owner. But what really, um, we found success and what we really were um, attracted to and wanted to latch on to is that we also found a coupled mentorship program um, with that. So we have mentors in our life that, you know, have 
really shown us so much on how to make this business um, flourish and grow and really teach us different things like how to set a proper budget, you know, how to, um, you know, invest when that time comes. And they've been able to do so successfully. And we really just latched on because they provided this uh, holistic example in their lives, not just in their finances, that we really wanted to attach ourselves to. So I think it's more than just having a um, platform for yourself, like the Amway Corporation, but also coupling that with a legitimate, um, you know, successful mentor or mentorship program that we're a part of um, to really help you move that along. All right. So, is the mentorship part of the Amway, or is it totally? Hello, you still there? You kind of cut off on us a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I was, I said okay, is the mentorship, the leadership team development, is that part of Amway or is that something totally separate? No, that's something completely separate, and it's something that we okay. honestly, we don't pay for. We don't pay for when it comes to the mentorship. Um, now, LTD, which provides applications and way we communicate, um, different podcasts that we listen to to fill ourselves up with different information on how to do business, on taxes, now, that's completely separate from Amway and not affiliated with them at all. Okay. And so what, so what's the URL for your, for your e-commerce business? What is the, how can people log on and, 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 and help you guys on your path? Yeah, no problem. So it's, it's actually Amway.com forward slash Ken Shadia. So my first name, Ken, and Shadia's name, S-H-A-D-I-A. And if they just want to purchase, you know, essential uh, commodities like they would at any other store, you can do it through ours. Um, I'll tell you right now, we're not going to, we're not, we don't sell people. We don't say, oh, they have the best products and services out there. We're found that one that's very extremely tiring, and that's something that I don't want to do. I don't want another job. Uh, but, but it's really just a platform to say, hey, this is something that, you know, I can buy, and if I know it's going to help uh, a couple that we're connected to and we believe in, then we'll do it. Just for, like, when we go to our wedding, when we have our wedding and people come, they're going to use the products that we already have access to. We don't have to sell them on it. They're going to do it anyway, and we decide if you do it through us, we get compensated, and we can return that investment back with the people that we love and the people that we care for, because that is where real impact comes in. That's uh, That's awesome. Yeah, because... You know, there's two things that I, I heard you say, um, and that's one of the reasons that my wife and I got into real estate and the financial services business that we have. One, you want passive income, you know, income that you don't have to work for. In other words, you set it up, it runs itself. So real estate provides that. So if I buy a house and um, for, let's say, twenty five, thirty thousand, which is what we're doing, and rent it out for five or six hundred dollars a month. I've done that one time. I've, I've, I've looked at maybe 15, 20 properties before I bought that one, and then my income off of that is going to be coming every month. I don't have to work any, anymore. Um, and then our financial services business, the same thing, is that you know we have products and services, and then you know uh, if someone purchases them, we get residual income as well. So, you know, those are the things that people have to think about that you want, because I don't want a job, you know, in the sense of, right. <laughs> you know, um, and to give you an example, say, so for some people in real estate, they like fix and flips, okay? That's a job. You say, you say Charles, that why is a job? job. <laughs> well, because if I buy the property that is, you know, below market, it needs some work, I got to hire a contractor, I got to supervise them, I, you know, it's, that's a job, okay? You got to go on the site, make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. I don't want that. But some people like to do that. And then when that job is over, if that's what you do in real estate, you got to do it again. So <laughs> I want to be able to buy something and let that thing rock and roll and get that resilient. We're getting anywhere from 15 to 25% on our money. You can't get that from a bank. And then, like I said, you guys are here. The one thing, God, thing, thing you guys need to add to your portfolio is that real estate because they ain't making no more, you know, more of that stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because think about it, you know, because they're not making If you look at most millionaires and billionaires or whatever, they have two things in their portfolio. Normally they have a business. And then they have mm -hmm. some real estate, okay? Obviously, and their real estate might be commercial where they buy shopping centers and things like that or apartment buildings or what have you. 
but those are usually the two things they have in their in their portfolio because if you make a million dollars you know right now where are you gonna put it you can put it in the stock market and i've done been there done that i encourage it but guess what it's not guaranteed but if i buy a property right and i get x amount of rent guess what i'm getting that rent every month and as long as I have the property and there's a tenant in it. So, you know, that, I would just add that if I can just speak some, some knowledge and some wisdom into you that look at real estate as an option in addition to the Amway. Amway is going to give you the passive income because once people, you know, I'm sure log on to your site and they, you know, buy products, they come back, they're going to keep doing that. But now it's a question on that money, what you're going to do with it, where you're going to invest it to, you know, get you know, the return that you want. Just something to think about as you start going down. Because you guys are young enough that, you know, five years, if you do it right, you can retire or at least think about it. And obviously right. you've got a young child, and I'm sure you might be planning on having some more. It would be leaving a legacy for something that they can, uh, you know, they could be a, a, be a part of, you know. So I think that's really great. Now, I think you mentioned some stuff when we had talked that you had some stuff on the personal finance stuff. Is this the e-commerce thing you was talking about? Or is this some other uh, personal stuff? Personal finance. I mean, uh, personal finance, uh, I mean, first of all, I do want to go back to what you said in regards to real estate. And I just know that we are not past other ways of uh, generating passive income. We just have been taught or mentored and coached to take it in steps. Because when we first were introduced to an opportunity, where we could start to develop passive income, one of the first things our mentors and coaches told us, and this is a great segue into it, the personal finance piece, is getting our personal finances in order. I mean, I was, I didn't understand how money worked. I was working in two or three jobs just to so-called stay afloat when I had to learn how to reallocate my time so I could fix our personal finances. And once our personal finances started to get in order, then passive income actually became uh, available. And then we were able to really stop working for money and just starting to see it just come in. And it goes back to us, that, that initial mentorship piece. And with us, and this is something that I'm going to be very happy to accomplish, by the summer of next year, we're going to be completely consumer debt-free outside wow. of student loans. Wow. So, and I know a lot of a lot of young people can't say that this day and time, but that is something that we worked hard for two years ago, and now to see is really start to take exponential growth. Like I look at my my fiance, soon to be wife, and say, "Hey, we're potentially going to get married without any consumer debt, mm-hmm. and, and pay off our wedding, and, and pay off our wedding in cash." So, wow. Uh, when it comes to personal finances, we like to sit down and take people because uh, the Amway opportunity, the LTD, LTD opportunity is great, but if we can't develop a relationship with people and actually help them understand how their personal finances go, because people don't understand your personal finances are directly attributed to where you spend your time. Because we were taught time is life and money is choices. Where you spend your time is going to determine the type of life you have, and the amount of money you have is going to be a determinant of what type of choices you make. So if you're spending time in the wrong places, boom, there's your life. And if you don't have the money or resources to fund the way you spend your time, you're going to have a limited amount of choices. So we like to sit down and go over personal finances with people. That's a big part of our mentorship. And see where there's opportunities where we can reallocate, maybe uh, get rid of some things, and start to develop something that's going to bring in money back into the household. Right, and it it honestly reminds me of something that you said earlier um, about people finding their passion, and, you know, if you have your passion, you won't work, you know, a day in your life. And my thing is, you know, we're not passionate about e-commerce necessarily. We're passionate about the life that it will bring us. So I think that more people are realizing, and we like to help people realize, what, don't think about what specifically do I want to do. Think about what type of life do you want to live. And that really helps when, you know, you're considering, okay, let me get serious about my personal finance. Let me get serious about what's out there. Because, you know, even real estate, for example, um, which we do believe in investing at the right time, we're not super passionate about renting out houses, but we're passionate about what that will then give back to our family, what type of life we want to live, Ken playing golf full time, you know, Know, and really just having that time and resources to to open that space up for us. Well, I think, you know, you're, 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 we're circling around to something that, uh, you know, Ken said, which is the why. 
Why are you doing yep. this? Okay. That's going to drive you. And, and if a person doesn't have a strong enough why, then they're not going to follow through on anything. If they don't have a, something that is the why is not passionate about, and like you said, what type of life do you want? And one of the reasons that I started up this radio show uh, was because, you know, I'm passionate about personal finance, okay? But I want the opportunity to monetize this because I was able to do that back in the 90s and the 80s, late 80s and 90s, and I know I can do it again. And what kept me, and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the fear of failure, okay? That didn't stop me because I failed before. Okay, I've lost a half a million dollars in a, in a Christian bookstore, so that doesn't scare me. Okay, what scared me was I realized I know now how much work it's going to be. You follow me? When you started a business and and been successful, you know the the, the the business I had that was focused around my radio, my syndicated radio show, I was doing over a million dollars a year. Okay, so I know what it takes to get there, and so when you know that then that's the part that you have to say, wow, okay, am I ready for this? Because it's always going to take, one of the things I have learned, that whatever you're going to do is going to take more time than you imagine, and it's going to cost more money than you've allocated. Those are the two things. <laughs> and you're laughing. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to take more money, more time. Yeah, see? So you know what I'm talking about. So when you're successful and you're doing it, and I had that lifestyle, okay, where, you know, I was able to do whatever I want. I could go on vacation with my kids, took them to, down to Jamaica. I took my staff down to Jamaica and all trips and all this kind of stuff. So I know what it's like. And so I'm saying, okay, I'm going back in. I know what it takes. So I have no, I have no naivete about what it's going to take. And that's the scary thing for some people because, you know, they don't know what it's going to take. And that was, when I first started my, my business back in, uh, oh, shoot, back in the mid-80s, you know, you guys weren't even born yet. But when I was in the mid-80s, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know how, how, how much work it was going to be. I was just passionate about what I wanted to do. And then, you know, and, it, and, and, and the good thing about that was had I known that, I probably wouldn't have done it. Because I had all kind of bumps and bruises along the way, you know. I had to go get a part-time job when I left my full-time job in banking to make sure I could put food on the table for my kids when they were growing up and everything. So, but now I'm smarter, and I I, I don't believe in working hard. When people say I'm working hard, I said no. I like I rather work smart. That doesn't mean I'm not putting in 12 hours a day. No, I'm being very surgical where I spend my time. Okay. You know, so I'm not dealing with people who are negative, who are going to say, oh, you can't do this, or haters. I mean, uh-uh, no, I ain't dealing with you, you know, because I don't want you raining on my parade. And I know you guys are going to, to are learning that or have already learned it because there's something really to do it. I think that you guys are doing a great thing. Uh, it's always great to hear about young couples and young individuals that are doing great things because it changes the narrative of what we hear in the media with all the stuff that's going on, the, the protesting and rioting. You know, that's the narrative. They think that's who we are, but that's not who we are. You guys, the most uh, powerful economic unit is a married couple because you got that's two right. income. You see what I'm saying? All right. So uh, I just wanted to speak that into you, you guys' lives, and uh, thank you so much. Um, go ahead and give information back out of, on your book and on your e-commerce thing, and then I'll, I'll let you guys get into your the rest of your day. Absolutely. So once again, we just want to say we appreciate the opportunity. Um, if you want to go check out my book, The Universal Guide to Playing Golf, it is available on Amazon um, right now as an ebook, and the full transcription of the paperback will, will be coming out uh, soon, priced at $8.24 in memory of the late Kobe Bryant. Uh, if you want access to our e-commerce site and would love to support us, you can go to amway.com forward slash Ken Shadia. Great, great. Ken and Shadia, much success to you guys. Keep us, uh, keep me posted on how you guys are doing and how things are going. You know, if you ever come to the uh, big A, you know, a tournament or whatever, please uh, hit me up so I can come out. You know, I've, I've never been to a golf tournament, but for you, I'd make an exception. <laughs> Love that. I definitely right, be sure to give you an invite. Yes, thank okay. you so much for having right. us. Thank you. Thank you for All right, Take care now. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. I just get so energized when I hear about, you know, couples uh, and individuals doing, you know, great things um, because 
you know, it changes the narrative of what we hear out in the media. And uh, Ken and Shadi have shared something that I just wanted to share something with you guys who are listening. They mentioned two things. Uh, they've got an e-commerce business. He's doing golf and all that stuff. But passive income and residual income. Now, you know, I'm with an organization called Financial Education Services. That's our financial services business that uh, is using that resource to help change people's lives. And if you're interested in, one, becoming a customer so you can get your financial life together, okay, that might be something you might want to think about because everybody needs to get their financial life together. Everybody needs to get the, needs help making sure that they're on track to achieve their financial goals. And a lot of people just don't have a strategy on how to do that. And the reason that is is that a lot of people just don't have the resources and the knowledge to be able to impact their financial life in any significant way. You know, and we have the tools to be able to do that. And I think that, you know, if you're looking at it from a, just a customer standpoint, you know, looking at it just to one of the, to impact your life, we have a whole suite of products from budgeting, credit restoration, credit building, credit attorney, credit monitoring, debt payoff. Uh, we have a financial lockbox, identity monitoring, a net worth to savings goal, wills and trust, and something to help, help the youth with their financial lives, okay? And so if you're interested in being a part of that as a customer to get your life together, then I encourage you to do two, one of two things. One, you can call me, 404-272-4633. Or you can hit me up on email at charlesross at outlook.com, and I'll be more than glad to help you out. Then if you like the services, Perhaps you want to become an agent, someone that can offer this opportunity to other people. And this is where it gets exciting because you can be in business for less than $300. That's right. How many businesses can you start for $300? For $300? I can't think of many. And you get the passive income and the residual income. Okay. So, um, and, and, and then I'll be glad to talk to you about the real estate that we're doing because you got to get educated. And so, you know, our uh, financial services business now, we've pulled it all together. Our financial services business is driving our real estate. You say, well, how is that, Charles? I said, well, let me tell you. Glad you asked. And the way it's driving it is that um, my goal with the financial services business is changing people's lives, okay, helping them to get their credit together, but also helping them get their finances together in other areas, and to generate at least $1,500 a month, okay, you follow me? For three months, that's $4,500, and I can buy a $30,000 property. There's four markets that we're buying these properties in, okay? So stay with me. So $30,000 property, 15% down is $4,500. We're using the money from our financial services business, you know, to fund that and buying one property every three months and then renting it out for six, $700 a month. Now you do the math. My goal, our goal for my wife and I is that we're going to accumulate between 20 and 25 properties over the next two years. And we're using our financial services business to do that. Let that sink in for a minute. So if you want to come on this journey with us, then hit me up, Charles Ross at Outlook.com or 404-272-4633. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that if whenever you're listening to this, because you're probably uh, uh, listening it on our podcast, I uh, wish you much, much success in everything that you do. And uh, I am going to leave you with a little Barry White as we exit on this day. So enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you soon. Well, Barry White don't want to feel like he want to play. Oh, there he goes.